L.L. Bean has partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your happy place. And with more than 400 national parks, there's a good chance you'll find one close to home. Discover your perfect day in a park at findyourpark.com. This week, why you should consider an extended warranty before the end of the year. An RV manufacturer that's aiming to fix the industry's quality problem. And we take you to Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, for a preview of the Sea America podcast. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 111 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Not doing a lot of crisscrossing these days. I'm doing a lot of driving back and forth between the campground and the hospital, but that's as far as my adventures are taking me right now. <laughs> we have about just under two weeks left on this medication that I'm on here. Hopefully hey. the doctor doesn't extend it. Yeah. I was going to say knock on wood somewhere. Do we even have real wood in this, this trailer? <laughs> Probably not. No, knock on, knock on fake wood. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But it's great because we're enjoying a lot of the people here that we've actually made friends and, and the campground is so wonderful. Yeah. They've been so kind to us. The Minot community has been just so supportive and people have been reaching out to try and invite the kids and I to activities and give us ways to sort of break up the monotony of our day. And I just really think that Minot is a beautiful example of I don't want to say small town community because I don't think Minot is a small town. And, you know, they got a Starbucks and a Target, <laughs> although Jack really wishes that a Red Robin would be built here. If anyone who works for Red Robin is listening, yeah, it's a, Minot needs a Red Robin. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small to medium yeah. It, you know, it's just a city. Like, I don't want to categorize it. It's just a city with a really beautiful community and they are just wonderful. I, I can't say enough about like just the pharmacy and the people I see at the hospital pharmacy, you know, three times a day. And what, you know, at this point they say to me, like, you guys are family. What are we going to do when we don't see you in a couple of weeks, you know? And the other day, one of them said, we're going to have to have a cake and a party like at the last day. Like this is, you know, epic. And it does feel like we are coming towards the end of a really big chapter in our lives. And I do think that um, your body's pulling out all the stops before. <laughs> it's been rough these last few days, let me tell you. But it is. I really appreciate your optimism when you said, you know, it's great and you were being very upbeat. But I think if we are honest, the last 48 hours, and it's one of the reasons why this podcast is a little delayed, the last 48 hours have been, you know, I if I, they've sucked. I mean, I'm just going to say it, you know, I don't know what other word to use. They've been tough and mentally and physically they've been tough. And it, I'm really ready for this to be over. 
Me too. I'm sure you're really ready. I mean, you know what? It's like, let me play my tiny violin for myself right now. I know that you're really ready and you're enduring eight and a half hours a day of IV antibiotics and that anyone who's done any sort of prolonged treatment knows that at some point your body just starts saying, do you mind? Can we stop doing this for a while? And I think that that's a little bit of where your body's at right now. Well, that's enough about me. Let's uh, let's Wait, you know, you let's talk about RV. You don't like keep talking about you, Jason. No, I feel like <laughs> after after a month already, a month and a half of constantly talking about you between your doctors and family, you don't want to keep talking about you on the podcast. No, not particularly. <laughs> I'm uh, totally fine with that. So uh, something caught my eye this week. You know, we all know that there is a quality control problem in the RV industry. Units are getting put out with big mistakes made like people are having issues like their gray tank didn't get hooked up so your gray water is just draining into the basement that's not an issue there, that is that's a nightmare <laughs> there are all kinds of issues that people are complaining about from and those are the big ones there are also uh, small ones on every rv well we have our own running list of things yeah. that have super annoyed us since we got into this trailer yeah. for sure which we expected but Oh yeah, you know. we expect it. But still, it doesn't matter if you expect it or you don't expect it. It's still really, really frustrating. And we talked a little bit about this last week that we need to start shifting our focus from the RV dealer and blaming them or being angry at them for the things that go wrong and start demanding the RV manufacturer start taking responsibility and producing a product that is in line with the amount of money they are asking from us in order to own well, a recreational vehicle. And that's, a, you touched on a big part of the problem. Believe it or not, at most RV manufacturers, they do not do any quality control. They don't inspect every unit. They might pick uh, one in 10 units to inspect as they come off the line. Now your better manufacturers are, are inspecting everything, right? But the medium to lower quality ones, they're not. Um, and and I, by best, I'm, I'm talking about like Newmar and Tiffin and that's about it. Right. And we as a consumer shouldn't have to be punished because yeah. we can't go spend upper six figures on an RV. Yeah. So w what's happening, though, is that the manufacturer is expecting the dealership to do the what they call the pre-delivery inspection, the PDI. And sometimes dealers charge you for that. Yes, we we got charged for that. And um, I'm not quite sure they did all of it. Well, and that's the thing. How how can they possibly, you know, you they buy an RV, they've got they've got like one day to inspect and fix things. Okay, that's fine. I'll give you that. They can vacuum. They are fully capable yeah, of coming in true. here and vacuuming up either at the manufacturer or at the dealer is fully capable of vacuuming an RV before they send it off the lot because there were so many tiny little construction shavings in areas of this trailer that infuriated me. I just mean in total terms of man hour, that's a lot to put on a dealership to have yes. to inspect. No, it's not an inspecting, it's fixing all the problems. That's what takes the time. And dealers can be a little shady too. So they're probably going to ignore the ones that you won't notice right away. Mm -hmm. But what's happening in the industry right now is the manufacturers are well aware of the quality problem and they do want to solve it. 
The challenge is doing it affordably so that they're not outpriced by their competition who's not doing it at all. Because as much as we like to say we like a good RV from a respected manufacturer, the bottom line is the cheaper ones sell better. So they do know and they are doing a few things to work on it. We talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago uh, with Keystone building a new facility to do quality control in their RVs after they've gone through there. Well, Heartland RV has announced plans to introduce a new program, which we have a Heartland RV. They're building a facility or they've built a facility that allows them to do the pre-delivery inspection themselves. They're going to inspect every single unit there. And it's not just walking through it. They actually have four rain bays that they put them in to test for leaks on the roof. Like you're not going to get that at a dealership, right? No. They get to really go through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that they're sending out a quality unit that doesn't have to be, um, you know. That doesn't make people angry. Yeah. And I'm very much here for this. I think this is fantastic. Congratulations, Heartland, on listening. I would encourage people When we hear about the brands, these dealers that are taking these steps, if when it's time for you to go and purchase a new RV, go and look, what are the dealers that are making the steps to improve their quality? Keystone, Heartland, when we hear stories like this, put your money, if you can, to encourage them to continue to do better. They can also test them. When a manufacturer does it, they can test them without closing everything up. So they could test them before they put the underbelly cover in so they can see everything underneath while they're inspecting it. Uh, They can keep the plate off of the bathtub to make sure it's not leaking when they inspect it and then just put those things on after the inspection. I think that at the end of the day, you know, there isn't just one place that you can throw your frustrations with the industry at. I think that this is, it starts at the top and it does have to start with the manufacturers leading the charge and doing all they can to improve the quality of their product. And then those that has to trickle down to the dealer and it has to trickle down to the consumer. You know, we have to put our money in the places that are going to make the difference. The dealer has to work with manufacturers that are going to make a difference so they can eliminate the amount of angry customers. Gosh, I would not want to be a customer service rep at an RV dealership no. or the individual that has to like answer the phone and schedule maintenance and repairs. Yeah. I don't want that job. <laughs> like, no. I bet their job is very, very hard. So it's about all of us doing our part to reimagine this industry because there shouldn't be some of the issues that people talk about with their trailers, with their RVs. They just, they just shouldn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. You get so wrapped up in that walkthrough. You're like excited to have your new RV. It's shiny and new and it's really exciting. And you know, you don't see all the stuff. We got wrapped up in the shiny a little bit and the excitement of it all. And then the reality when we got home sat in, and next time we know to do better. I mean, our RV's been great for us. Oh, yeah. It's not it, anything that has prevented us no. or has prevented us from going out and traveling or reduced our quality of life. So we hope more RV manufacturers will start to think about that and will start doing actual inspections of every RV that comes off the lot. There are a few that do that already and have for years, but the vast majority don't. Okay, it's time to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have 
the answer to last week's brain teaser, and our interview with Stacy Ritchie Roman of Wholesale Warranties, who has some compelling things to say about why you should get an extended warranty before the end of the year. Be right back. If you're thinking about doing some tailgating soon, Maybe a little leaf peeping. Maybe a little leaf peeping. It's fall. <laughs> oh, I, hate I think that if word. anyone, I know. Oh, yeah. Listen, if anyone looks up the definition of peeping, you will stop saying leaf peeping. Just go look at the <laughs> I fall think we colors. know what it means. <laughs> okay. Like, you're not doing that when you go out and you look at the leaves, okay? You're enjoying the fall colors. Anyway, <laughs> going to an apple orchard, what have you. Fall activities is a great time to take out your Pelican cooler and put a nice lunch in it. Absolutely. And with fall camping upon us, if you're heading out for a weekend camping trip, maybe you're just headed into the park for an afternoon. There is nothing better than coming back to your meal and to your drinks and having them be at the exact temperature that you left them when you started out for your adventure. Pelican Coolers is going to help make your weekend getaways even more enjoyable. And RV Miles listeners are going to get a free tumbler to keep those adult beverages nice and warm with a purchase of a hard-sided cooler. You can get your 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 hot... Uh, pumpkin spice latte pumpkin, all day long. I was going to say your hot apple cider with some... No, you PSL that. With a little rum in it. You just go... What you do is you take your Pelican cooler tumbler that you get when you purchase your cooler. Take your tumbler. You go to the, you go to your Starbucks. You get your PSL. You dump that PSL into your... PSL. <laughs> This is I know what how the world much you. I know you love when things are shortened, so you just you pour it into your tumbler, and then it stays extra extra hot. Because here's the thing: I want my coffee to be scalding hot, and I want it to be scalding hot from my first drink to my last drink. This has always been my struggle. That's ridiculous to me. No, I, let I know my because coffee sit out for no then, twenty minutes then before don't put I drink it, a, it. Don't put it in a Pelican tumbler then. <laughs> anyway, Pelican coolers are American made. They're guaranteed for life. They're bear-proof, and they're all around great coolers. So get your Pelican hard-sided cooler by going to pelicancoolers.com slash rvmiles, and you're going to get that free tumbler with any hard-sided cooler purchase. Pelicancoolers.com slash rvmiles for a free tumbler with any hard-sided cooler purchase. RV Miles is also brought to you by Togo. As you know, Togo has been our go-to for all things RV. And when you create a Togo ID, you are unlocking the entire ecosystem of RV products and resources that Togo has to offer. Some of our newer RV friends find the library of how-to content and video tutorials the most helpful, while others love the trip planning and organizational aspects. One thing that everyone can love, and boy, do we love it, is the Togo Roadlink, Roadlink C2, a powerful Wi-Fi booster combined with a 4G LTE antenna. This small-in-one dome easily installs on your roof and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. To make things even better, Roadlink has joined forces with AT&T to offer unlimited 4G LTE data plans specifically for RVers. Whether you're a full-time traveler or weekend warrior, Togo is designed to make your life easier. Simplify your travel experience and visit runswithtogo.com. That's runswithtogo spelled T-O-G-O. An RV that runs with Togo enjoys more miles with less trials.
Okay, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. A rich old lady died and left all her money to her grandchildren and her children. By the end of the will, she stated that she had one last thing to give away, her precious diamond. She gave a clue to where it might be. She said it's in a cylinder surrounded by a thousand squares. One grandchild said, I know where it is and found it. Where was it? At the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) Because she leaned over and went, oops, and dropped it. Rose. Oh, so good. Jack. Jack. I'll never let go as she lets go. (laughs) There's There's a great YouTube video of Titanic where somebody has just spliced together every time Rose says Jack and Jack says Rose and there are like 400 of them. It's amazing. I mean, essentially James Cameron wrote a script that's 95% the words Rose and Jack. (laughs) Pretty much. And like an amazing performance by Billy Zane. Like he wrote a script that says Rose and Jack and then he was like, Billy Zane also has to be in this movie. That's that's just what James Cameron did. Anyway, the answer, a cylinder surrounded by a thousand squares is a roll of toilet paper. One ply or two ply. It's grandma. She probably had one ply. I haven't counted the sheets on the the different rolls. Grandma had one ply. Don't play. Our winner is Chuck S. from Wisconsin, who will receive a Not All Who Wander Our Lust t-shirt, which you might have a chance to win later on in the show with new brain teaser. Or don't wait and just head over to our Teespring store and purchase one yourself today. You don't have to answer this Titanic-esque brain teaser in order to get one. All right. Are you considering getting an extended warranty? We recommend that you do, especially if you own a motorhome, because, you know, there's nothing like the cost of replacing a transmission or an engine, anything like that. Don't we know? And, you know, most RVs only have a one year warranty on them, and it is really beneficial to get an extended warranty. Well, we have today on the show Stacy Ritchie Roman from Wholesale Warranties, who we actually had on the show back at episode 78. Uh, where she talked about what wholesale warranties does and all their different options. And we're big fans of the company. They're sponsors on the show, but we've been recommending them for, for a long time. Oh my gosh. How uh, long ago now. was 78? That was while. months ago. It, I was mean, oh, wow. it was January. Oh, wow. That's almost a year. I uh, can't believe we've been doing this. They're a so great long. company. And we don't recommend you get a warranty from the dealership because the dealership is trying to give you the cheapest cost warranty to them and mark it up for a profit. So you're much better off going to an independent broker like Wholesale Warranties. Stacy's got some recommendations for why you should consider getting a warranty before the end of the year. You might be thinking, I'm about to put my RV in storage. I don't need to do it now. I should wait till the camping season starts next year. But She's got some compelling arguments as to why to get one now. And, you know, I want to say, too, just thanks to Stacy for coming on the show, because she's kind of kicking off a season of the RV Miles podcast, probably through the rest of the year, where we're going to really have a lot of people joining us and interviews here on the show, because we're not doing any traveling right now. That's probably pretty obvious. You know, no cardiac gate kind of got us like stuck in one place. So we have just a whole bunch of interviews lined up throughout the rest of the year that I think are going to be really engaging. There are going to be opportunities to hear from other people who enjoy the RV lifestyle as well. And so I really do appreciate her coming on the show and kind of kicking this off for us and helping us continue to bring really great content or just content that gets us talking and celebrating this lifestyle while we are 
taking a little bit of a break from the travels. All right. So without any further ado, here is Stacy Ritchie Roman with Wholesale Warranties. Stacy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having us. It's uh, great to be back on. You're here to talk to us about the importance of considering a, a warranty on your vehicle at the end of the year. A lot of people, I think, are are buying their RVs. If they're buying one now, they're thinking, well, I want it covered, but uh, I'm not going to get the warranty until next year. That'll, that'll make it last longer. But um, you've got a lot of compelling reasons why it's important to consider getting RV coverage, RV warranty coverage before the winter. And one of those uh, has to do a lot with pricing. Yeah. So I think winter is kind of, uh, depending on the type of RV or you are, not the time that you're thinking about buying new things for your RV. You might be thinking about putting it in storage. Um, and so we like to get the word out that the end of the year may not be, uh, may not seem like the best time to get a warranty, but it actually is. And like you said, one of the big reasons for that is pricing. So at the end of the year, your model year becomes one model year older, January 1st of each new year, right? And so with that, uh, there's a, an elevated level of risk. Uh, the older your RV is, the more likely it is to break down. Um, and that's shown in the RV warranty prices. So you're going to get the best coverage at the best price by buying before the new year, each new year, as, as your model, uh, model year ages. And so we do see an elevated price and a lot of eligibility changes as well. So if you do have a used RV, you may not be able to get coverage at all if you wait for the change of the new year. So for instance, you, so you can, you can only get coverage if your RV is so many years old, it's a model year older, you might not be able to get coverage anymore. Exactly. And so with us, uh, we do have a, a broad range of eligibility. We can actually go back 20 model years on motorhomes and 15 model years on towables. Uh, so what that means is right now we're in, we're in 2019. So we can offer a policy to a 1999, January 1st, 2020. 1999s are out of plus. We can no, no longer offer policies uh, to those motorhomes. So waiting for that new year really could see you lose either a level of coverage. Maybe we won't be able to extend um, coverage to as many components in your unit, or you might not be able to get coverage at all. Why is it important to buy now if you're storing your rig for the winter and you're not traveling during the cold months or you're not using it at all? It's just sitting in storage. What, you know, you, why does it need to be covered? Sure. And so that's a, another thing we run into. A lot of people winterize their rigs and they're like, hey, I'm not going to use it. I'll, I'll get it when I pull it out for spring. So there's a couple of things. First and foremost, like I mentioned, price. I like to save money. You're going to get the best price possible by buying before January 1st. So that's always something to consider. Uh, so another reason to buy before you winterize your RV or you stop traveling is to get a pre-purchase inspection uh, before you, you go through that process. And so part of what we do to qualify customers for an extended warranty is we send a qualified inspector out to you to go through your rig before you put the coverage on it and make sure everything is in working condition. This protects the buyer because if everything is in working condition, we have a record of that at the same time we put your warranty in place. The warranty company can't say, hey, this problem that arose, you know, a month later or three months later when you pull it out of storage was a pre-existing condition. We don't have to pay for it. We have that copy of the inspection saying, actually, everything was in perfect condition. That's going to be something that's covered by the policy. And so in order for us to do that full inspection, it's really helpful if the RV isn't winterized yet and it's accessible. Um, we do want to go through things like the water lines, make sure all of that's running. So if you've gone through the winterization process, 
makes that a little bit more difficult. And then the last reason, uh, even if you are storing your rig for the winter, that might actually be the best time to put a warranty on your rig. And surprisingly, most failures actually come up after the RV has been sitting for a while. And so if you secure your warranty now, you get that inspection knocked out now. We know everything's in working condition. Those things that kind of come up when you are getting your RV ready for traveling in spring, when most of those repairs come up, are going to be covered by your warranty. So you're going to get the most value out of your protection by putting it into place before you put it into storage. Interesting. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with it when it's time to pull the RV out and and uh, and get out there. Exactly. That should be the fun time when you're right. pulling it back out. The <laughs> sun is back out. You want to travel. Right. Uh, don't worry about protection then. Uh, just worry about us picking up any repair bills you might have. Well, we absolutely love wholesale warranties and we re- recommend you guys all the time. Even though you're a sponsor on the show, it has nothing to do with that. I think it's great to get third party warranties. Uh, because what you're getting at the dealer, uh, it might be something cut rate that they're just trying to make a profit on. And you guys do such a fantastic job of aligning people with the right warranty. And uh, and you have customer advocates and everything. I think it's really great. Tell us a, uh, a little bit more about uh, wholesale warranties and why somebody should go with wholesale warranties and how do they do it? Sure. So at Wholesale Warranties, we always put the RBR first. And we actually exist because we know warranties haven't always been uh, an RVer's favorite thing. There have been policies that maybe you got from the dealer or from another online provider that weren't there for you. And so what we did is we sought out to find policies that were going to offer reliable coverage and fair pricing to RVers because these things just break down. Uh, There's not really a way to avoid those RV breakdowns, but there is a way to protect yourself from the cost. And so that's what Wholesale Warranties is here for. And because we are a broker, we work with a bunch of different policies and several different levels of coverage so that every RVer that comes to us, you're going to work with a warranty specialist who's going to learn about who you are as an RVer. Not everybody uses their rig the same way. Not everybody travels as often. And so we're going to match you up with the level of coverage that makes sense for you. So you can take on coverage for the things that you are worried about, but we're not going to try and put you into a policy charge you more to cover things that maybe you aren't as concerned about. And so that personalization, it helps you get the best rate um, and the coverage that makes the most sense for you. And then as you mentioned, we do have a customer advocate. So we're a broker. We don't approve or deny claims in-house, but we do have a claims department in-house that exists purely to walk our customers through the process, to help them get answers if they feel like they aren't getting the answer that they deserve. And to really go to bat for you with those warranty companies and say, you know, you're denying this and we really think it should be covered by the coverage. Or what is usually the case uh, is just miscommunication between your repair facility and your warranty company. These repair facilities are very, very busy these days. There are a lot of RVs on the road. And so sometimes things just get left off of an estimate or there isn't enough information. Um, Because you have somebody at wholesale warranties to turn to, that's never going to mean that you pay out of pocket. Everything that's covered by our policy, we're going to make sure you get the coverage for it. And that's what we're here for is really to protect every RVer um, and protect the investment you've made in your rig. And where do people go to sign up for wholesale warranties and what's the process like? Yeah. So you can go to wholesalewarranties.com and get a free quote. It never hurts to see, you know, what that might cost for you. So when you submit that quote request, we'll get details like your year, make model, mileage, things like that. 
you'll work with one of our internal warranty specialists to find that right policy. We'll match you up with that inspector if you decide to move forward. Again, they come out to you. So that's a really great process. It's also really great if you're in the process of buying a unit, uh, whether it's private party or dealership, having a third party inspector come out is a really good benefit to see, you know, what that RV really looks like. So once that inspection is complete, get a DocuSign. It's super easy. Sign everything online and you're good to go and you're protected uh, for whatever term you go with. You could be our customer for the next, you know, one year or seven years and we'll be happy to have you. All right, Stacy Ritchie Roman, thank you so much. This has been kind of eye-opening news about why you should really consider a warranty before the year changes over, certainly, and before you winterize. Thanks so much again for being on the show. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at RV Repair Club. Whether you're already on the road, planning your next trip, or thinking about installing a few upgrades, RV Repair Club has you covered with step-by-step videos designed to make navigating the RV lifestyle a breeze. Have a question about winterizing? There's a video for that. Maybe you want to put in a new RV mattress? There's a video for that too. RV Repair Club's premium membership features thousands of professional how-to videos that will keep you informed and on the road. Unlock your premium membership today and head over to rvrepairclub.com and use code RVMILES at checkout to save 90% off your first year. A full year of premium membership is only $5 for RV Miles listeners. Visit rvrepairclub.com and enter coupon code RVMILES, that's all one word, to save 90% off your premium membership with RV Repair Club. And by Wholesale Warranties. RVs break down, trust us on this one. And with repair costs averaging $300 an hour between parts and labor, there's no time like the present to protect your life on the road with Wholesale Warranties. Wholesale Warranties is the leading provider of warranty protection in the RV community with a focus on reliable coverage and customer service. Wholesale Warranties keeps you on the road where you belong. Don't let repair bills sideline your RV trip. Your RV will break, but with Wholesale Warranties, your budget doesn't have to. Get a free quote today so you can travel with peace of mind tomorrow. Visit WholesaleWarranties.com or call 800-939-2806 for your free quote. It's time for Fresh Tank, Black Tank, the segment where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly happening in the world today and in our lives and the RV community, all of it. So, Abby, let's kick off with you. What is your Black Tank? I'm Black Tanking Papa Murphy's. (laughs) Papa Murphy's Pizza. (laughs) Here's why. Okay. Well, let's let's explain what Papa Murphy's is to people that don't know. Okay, I want to walk it back a little bit. I'm not black tanking Papa Murphy's. I'm black tanking take and bakes. Take and bake Take and bake pizza. Yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, we love Papa Murphy's. When we head into Belton, it's like one of the first places we do. We always have like our pizza places we go to when we land in spots. In Belton with my parents, it's Papa Murphy's. In the Quad Cities with yours, it's Happy Joe's or now that other place that we go to, TC's. So here's my thing about Papa Murphy's though. So Papa Murphy's is essentially you're going to order your pizza. You're either going to call it in. You're going to go online. Then you're going to drive to the store. You're going to pick this pizza up 
then you're going to take it home and you're going to bake it. You're going to take and bake. Here's my thing. How is this any easier than when I just go and pick up a frozen pizza from the grocery store when I go to the grocery store? Well, it tastes better. Does it? I mean, okay, look, I like a good DiGiorno. I'm not going to lie. It's like it's delivery. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you got to compare it more to like, you know, ordering delivery from a pizza place. I I could understand if you could pick a few up and then have them throughout the week. They're too big to fit in your fridge. (laughs) Well, if you order a size, it's going to feed our family. So you might be saying. Are we really talking about Papa Murphy's Abbey? Like this is just a real first world problem here, right? And I completely understand that. And you're right, it is. But the reason it's on my mind is because meal prep around here has just been impossible for me lately. Like I just, I cannot seem with everything going on to provide any kind of meal for anybody. The kids are literally living off Hot Pockets. So every time I see a Papa Murphy's commercial and they make this claim, like make dinner easy, I'm like, you lie to me. This is not easy. What I have to do is I have to drive to your restaurant. I have to pick up my not made pizza. Then I have to bring it home. Then I have to try and cook it in this RV oven. Don't even get me started on that. But then I have to listen to the kids for the next 15 to 20 minutes be like, where's the pizza? I thought you went to go pick up the pizza. And I'm like, well, I did pick up a pizza, but I got to cook it. Although I could cut out the whole drive to your restaurant and just pull a pizza out of the freezer. Why they don't cook it for you? Why don't they give you the option to have it cooked? I, you know, I'm sure it's a whole, well, then they have to install this whole other world of things that they need. So it's a real, it's a light shade of black, black tank. Cause Papa Murphy's pizzas are dang good. They are good. But so it's a light shade of black, but I just think we need to be a little bit more transparent with the amount of work that you got to do with these take and bakes. What's your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank this week is the great British baking show has new episodes on Netflix. And if you follow us on our wandering family, then you know that I've been going through the entire collection. It's just, it's like a comfort show for me. And so it's something that I can also have on and have my children in the room and not have to worry about them encountering something I don't want them to hear. So I'm very, very excited. Netflix has taken over producing the Great British Baking Show. And so they're now putting out new weekly episodes. And I love the new hosts. I think they're so fantastic. I love Prue. And hey, you're probably going to hear Henry in the background a little bit at this portion of the podcast because they've been outside playing and he doesn't want to be outside playing anymore. If you hear a little whimpering, that's Henry really wanting us to be done with this. (laughs) So if you love British people baking things that make you hungry and being funny and witty and just a competition show where like there's no drama. There's no drama. No, no one's out to get anybody else. This is your show. And Netflix now has new weekly episodes every Friday. Awesome. All right. Those were the most ridiculous black tank, fresh tanks. Jason redeemed this segment. What do you got? Dothan, Alaska. All right. Well, there we go. It's Alaskan <laughs> town at the AOK RV park. Police attempted to serve two search warrants, but the situation quickly took a bizarre turn. The suspect barricaded himself into his RV. Once he was inside the RV, which belonged to one of his family members, he uh, he lit it on fire. 
Like you do. With himself inside. Did, was he going to use one of the emergency windows? I don't know he? what he was trying to escape, how he was trying to escape other by, than by possibly killing himself. But he did escape through a window and they took him into custody. And there was ammunition inside the RV that started firing from the trailer as it was burning. Oh, my goodness gracious. I I mean, mean you could (laughs) just go to jail for your two warrants or you could add on to it. Yeah. Now you got arson to deal with. Wow. Well, that's a real departure from the uh, Great British Baking Show and Papa Murphy's. What else do you got for us? My fresh tank this week is big news in in the RV industry. Winnebago is buying the premium manufacturer, Newmar. Newmar has long been respected as one of the best brands, especially for large class A motor coaches. And Winnebago is purchasing them for over $300 million. Wow. Now, a lot of people are looking at this as a negative because they're afraid that Newmar's quality will suffer under Winnebago. I don't think that's the case at all. I think when when Winnebago bought Grand Design, I don't think anybody's complaining that Grand Design has gone downhill. And Newmar was in trouble. Uh, They really were. They were in need of a buyer. So I think it's a really great thing. Winnebago is usually pretty hands-off with their individual subsidiaries, as as are all of them, really. So I think it's going to be really interesting. And it's it's also going to bring Newmar's into many more dealerships because the dealerships that have a relationship with Winnebago will now be able to carry new Mars. The big fish keep gobbling up the little fish. Yeah. It's not going to be too many little fish left. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but I also think there still are a few too many RV companies and in order for them to be successful and build the quality units we want and all that sort of stuff, uh, a little consolidation needs to happen. The big fish has to step in and start giving, he's got to make it rain. You know what I'm saying? All right. It's time for the new brain teaser, which goes like this. There are two groups of U.S. presidents. Each group shares a common trait. One president from group one has been placed in group two and one president from group two has been placed in group one. Determine the characteristic each group shares in which presidents are switched. Group one, Thomas Jefferson, Jimmy Carter, Andrew Jackson, Ronald Reagan, Dwight Eisenhower. Group two, John Adams, Benjamin Harrison, Herbert Hoover, Woodrow Wilson, and William Taft. Each of those groups forms a a set that all have some common characteristic if you switch two of them back to the other group. Got it? Got it. All right. Look forward to those answers. We'll have the answer to that on next week's episode. All right. We are super proud and uh, a little ridiculous. <laughs> I think it should be we are super ridiculous and a little proud. To bring our <laughs> new podcast uh, into the the podcast world. Welcome to the family, Little Sea America. We're so glad you're here. The Sea America podcast has launched. We have our first episode out and we're going to finish off the show by playing you that first episode. I'm very excited. I'm very I'm pretty proud of you because this was really a lot of this was on you to kind of write and produce this and and get it out. And I have to say it three weeks ago, I didn't think we were going to make our deadline for this. I thought we were going to completely have to restructure this whole thing because we went into this and we set everything up, I think, days 
before you went into the hospital. Yeah. Like we had that ball, we had announced, we had, we had sent that child off into the world to grow up and become a big kid podcaster. And then so much happened. And I thought there's just no way we can barely manage to get America's national parks and RV miles done. But you know, you're a determined human being with, with a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go with the first episode of See America. We hope you enjoy it. Las Vegas, Nevada, the quintessential road trip destination. For nearly a hundred years, it's been the American epicenter for gambling, live spectacles, shotgun weddings, magicians, and all sorts of assorted vice. Its proximity to Southern California ensures that the desert oasis is fed with a continuous supply of visitors, and its reputation for hospitality delivers a steadfast flow of people from around the world. Las Vegas was born out of the building of the Hoover Dam. The influx of young male workers were prime customers for theaters and casinos, which were happily provided by the mafia. Today, the Hoover Dam is still the lifeblood of Vegas, powering its raucous demand for electricity, especially air conditioning and lighting. And oh, the lighting there is. My degree is in lighting design, so a cruise down the Vegas Strip is like being a kid in the candy store. The scale, the design, the glitz, the neon. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the first episode of the Sea America podcast. From coast to coast, we'll see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com. Then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. To me, if there's one word that describes the look of Vegas, it must be neon. One of its many nicknames is even the neon capital of the world. So it's no surprise that if there were a museum dedicated to neon signs anywhere, it'd be in Las Vegas. With a history of Vegas signage, here's Abigail Trebue. Las Vegas is a relatively young city, having begun its life as a railroad stop between Los Angeles and Salt Lake City in the early 1900s. The railroad purchased Helen Stewart's Las Vegas ranch, originally the site of a Mormon mission, and auctioned off lots to create a town in 1905. Las Vegas wasn't officially incorporated until 1911, but 1905 is emblazoned on the top of the Golden Nugget Casino sign as the commonly used date of birth. 
Las Vegas means the meadows in Spanish and refers to the water that was available in the area as travelers crossed the Mojave Desert. During those early days, the city catered to visiting workers and new arrivals by providing hotels, boarding houses, restaurants, saloons, and gambling establishments. Businesses advertised with painted wood and canvas banners in the very early years until the first neon sign was erected at the Overland Hotel in 1928. In the 1930s, while the rest of the nation struggled through the Great Depression, Las Vegas was booming due to the construction of the Boulder Dam, which was later named the Hoover Dam. This project brought thousands of workers and their families to the area, as well as tourists who wanted to see this marvel of modern engineering. Coincidentally, the 1930s also saw the loosening of gambling and divorce laws at the end of Prohibition. Nevada law required a six-week waiting period for a divorce, and separated couples would often stay the whole waiting period in town while dropping their spare dough in the casinos. In the late 1940s, the development of the Las Vegas Strip began, complete with huge signs called Spectaculars, featuring wild designs aimed at attracting tourists into the casinos. Spectaculars adorned fairly nondescript two-story buildings, making them flash with pizzazz while adding height. And they worked. The glitz and glamour of the Strip attracted more and more tourists. Without many trees or buildings in the Southwest, the glow of neon signs could be seen from miles away at night. Western motels used the neon medium perhaps more than any other business. This was also perhaps afforded by the low profile of casino and motel buildings when casinos within Las Vegas' city limits were once limited to two stories. The famous Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign, which still stands on the median of Las Vegas Boulevard South, was built in the 1950s and designed by Bay Willis, a woman who held off the male-dominated design industry to successfully design many more signs, including the Moulin Rouge. By the late 1950s, the iconic Desert Inn, the Sahara, the Sands, and the Dunes all had opened, attracting the rich and famous and those who wanted to see the rich and famous. Entertainment, celebrities, and nightlife. It became the modern desert oasis. The end of a building's life in Las Vegas is nearly as spectacular as the neon signs that adorn them. The dunes, the sands, the Aladdin, castaways, the stardust, along with dozens of other casinos and hotels have all been wiped from the skyline in controlled implosions. But those signs needed to be saved. For many years, the Young Electric Sign Company stored many of these signs 
in their boneyard, where if they weren't repurposed into another sign, they slowly began to be destroyed by exposure to the elements. In 1995, the historic Sands Casino and Hotel was imploded. There was no place to store the massive sign, and it was scrapped. That didn't sit well with many Las Vegas residents, as the Sands was only the seventh big casino built on the Strip and played host to the likes of Judy Garland, Lena Horne, Jimmy Durante, Jerry Lewis, Bobby Darren, and of course it was the playground for Sinatra and the Rat Pack. A partnership was formed between the Allied Arts Council of Southern Nevada and the city of Las Vegas to find a way to protect these historic places. They formed the Neon Museum. The nonprofit entity marked its official opening in November of 1996 with the restored Hacienda Horse and Rider sign at the intersection of Las Vegas Boulevard and Fremont Street. Access to the rest of the collection was by appointment only. Nearly a decade later, the lobby of the mid-century modern masterpiece La Concha Motel was donated to the museum, which moved and reassembled it four miles north along Las Vegas Boulevard after cutting it into eight pieces. After $3 million was spent on moving and restoring it, the high-arched lobby became the museum's visitor center. The museum was then able to raise another $3.5 million for a nearly three-acre park and the restoration of 15 signs. Today, you can explore the hundreds of signs in the Neon Boneyard at the Neon Museum. Most are unrestored relics of a time gone by. Only eight have been fully refurbished. Most of the rest are lit by ground lighting at night. The layout of the Neon Boneyard was the vision of former executive director Daniel Kelly, who was inspired by the Young Electric Sign Company's outdoor storage area where decommissioned signs are placed and waiting to be reused or scrapped. The signs often look as though they were placed without rhyme or reason, but that was Kelly's intention. A new exhibit that opened last year helps bring many signs back from faded glory, if only for a few hours a day. Visual and projection artist Craig Winslow conceived the new attraction called Brilliant. This all started because I was doing a residency with Adobe and I was bringing to life ghost signs, painted signs, very worn signs on the side of buildings. And during a road trip to Austin, Texas, I stopped in Vegas and I knew I wanted to do something different than just ghost signs because there's something different about Vegas and that is neon. And I wanted to be able to revive the neon signs instead of a typical ghost sign. Um, so of course, who else to reach out to than the Neon Museum and presented this concept and this idea, hey, can I bring a generator in and, and like project on these signs? Um, did a pop-up and the day later it was it was like we have to do something with this we have to make this permanent this can't just be a temporary thing winslow and his team came up with a thrilling way to illuminate dilapidated signs in the museum's north gallery they used an array of video projectors and a technique called projection mapping to accurately wrap images around the signs in a show that makes them glow and flash like the original showstoppers they once were while adding video montages of historic vegas set to a fitting soundtrack, including Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley, played through a unique sound system. Here's audio-visual systems integrator John Humphreys from Earthwater Skies. One of the unique aspects of this installation is a very unique audio system that we've installed. Um, it's completely weatherproof, but what's amazing about this is it's a true 3D audio system. It's using 24 channels of audio to create true 3D sound. So we're immersing guests in the experience with audio and video. 
you're, you're immersed in the history of Las Vegas and with the classic signs and all of our, all of our local history surrounding you, you're then going to be seeing a magical transformation where the signs come to life and there's audio in 360 audio that truly immerses you in, in an amazing dreamlike experience. Brilliant is, in a word, brilliant. It's a one-of-a-kind attraction, and the Neon Museum is one of the few places you can go in Las Vegas to get a real sense of the history of Sin City. You can view the collection through either an hour-long guided tour or an at-your-own-pace self-guided tour most days. Tours are available seven days a week, but times vary based on the season. The 25-minute Brilliant show performs almost every evening on the half hour until close. This episode of See America was written by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebue. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to like the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group where we chat about America's great destinations. So that's it. The first episode of See America. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you will go over to subscribe to it wherever you listen to our podcast. So it's on Apple Podcasts now and, and a bunch of other podcast hosts. We're not on Spotify yet. It's that, a slow roll. It like takes some time for yes. these other ones to pick it up. Some require you to have numerous episodes out before they will let you jump onto their platform. Yeah. So if we're not on your platform yet, we will be. We're coming. But for now, you can always go over to rvmiles.com. Just click on the podcast and you're going to see a drop down for See America. You can listen directly on the site. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll be back next week with a whole lot more RV fun. We absolutely will. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can find us at editor at rvmiles.com. And of course, we are all across social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd also like to invite you to join the RV Miles Facebook group. It's a really fun group of individuals, and we talk about all things that have to do with the RV and travel lifestyle and a few other things, too. If you want to keep up with Jason and I and the boys, we are also over at OurWanderingFamily.com, and Our Wandering Family can be found all across social media. Okay, I think that's all the plugging I have to do for the end of this episode. We are going to let the children back into the RV now. <laughs> 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 have a great week everyone and you know the drill keep logging those rv miles bye everybody